All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial well, hi guys. power. Thanks for being with me. I'm Eric Halaby on the Total Financial Hour, AM 870, The Answer. I'm Eric Halaby. Thanks for staying with me or being with me here for the first part of the show. Hey, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, you know, it's exciting when you when you realize you're making a difference. Uh, you know, when I was a, a Los Angeles policeman, I remember working with the uh, sergeant. He was a new, you know, I was new. He was a, an old timer, probably 40 years old. I was 21, 22, and you go, wow, he's old, 40 years old. And I remember looking at him and... Uh, I said, gosh, sir, you know, there, there's protests, there's riots, there's bad guys. And he said, you know, and, and I said, they don't like us. They're calling us all sorts of names. Is this normal? Does this always happen? You know, and I, I didn't realize this was normal. He says, Arif, pay attention to something. When people like what you, what you do, n- nobody says a lot because that's what they expect. But when they dislike what, they, what you do, they're going to call you names because they can't defend their actions. I, I'll give you a good example. For example, this week or last week, we had a client. She had an account she had opened five years ago, five years ago of July, so a little over five years. And when she had this account, she put in $200,000. Okay. Today it was worth $200,240. $240 in five years at over 3% in fees. In fact, by the time we did the math, it was around $35,000 in fees. Can you imagine that? It's called a variable annuity. Now, we just call the company, fill out the form. She looks at it. When she pulls her chin off the floor, she's like, are you kidding me? What did I get? I said, I, I don't know. They said uh, you have an income rider, but you got to give up your money to get that money. And then they charge you a fee forever, whether you make money or lost money. So your principal, the money that you've put in is going backwards faster and faster, according to the lady on the phone. Not me. In fact, what's interesting is sometimes the folks on the phone will actually say, gosh, well, this is pretty bad. Or at least they kind of, you know, they'll intimate it or they'll, whew, yeah. So you sure you, you sure you want to keep this here? Or, or uh, you know, if the client is thinking about moving this, what's the procedure? Well, you know, we can help that happen rather quickly, you know, as opposed to trying to keep it. Here's what happens in our industry. It's very interesting. First, they, they try to attack, oh, you know, our product's better than that product. And then when you say, yeah, but look at the math, guys. Wall Street never seems to lose. I lost money in October. Did you guys take a fee? And they say, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, good. That's fine. Uh, listen, but what did you do for it? What, what did I get for it? Right? So then once they can't defend the product, then what they have to do is go after the person or the company. Oh, well, that guy's bad. I'm good. 
okay, well, well, did I still lose money last year? Or did I still, in the last five years, I've made $240, 1% in five years, but paid a fee that has gone, you know, a 300% increase in fee compared to what I've, what I've earned? And they'll say, well, okay, uh, you're right. Maybe it's time to make a change. I was going to call you. Anyway, you know you were on my list. You're number three down the list to call. Yeah, okay. Look, if your broker doesn't call you when there's bad news or they dodge your calls. In fact, a client on Friday said, you know, uh, everything was great when the market was going up. But I've tried to get a hold of my, my broker this year and he's just not answering me. His words was, all I hear is crickets. So I said, okay, great. Well, we can help you with some part of your money. If you want to move it to a safe place, you want to get it out of risk. That's what we're here for. We're not going to promise you home runs. It just doesn't happen. Our job is to protect what you've earned and to grow it at reasonable rates of return. Three to six, three, four, five, six. That seems to be the average. Zero to 10, that's the, that's the quarter. Maybe zero to 12. Have we seen higher? Yeah, we've seen higher. But if you count on somewhere between zero, that's the floor and the cap. And you've, we've protected what you've made. Because here, this is important. The timing of when you retire shouldn't be contingent on whether or not North Korea or China or the Democrats or the Republicans or the Fed or the president or anybody and their actions. It should be when you feel like retiring. So having some or part of your money safe and out of the risk is probably a smart thing. Wouldn't you agree? Because think of it this way. Look, when your food, shelter, clothing comes from your paycheck, then your retirement accounts can go up and down. When you're 30, 35 years old, fine, you can have up and down with your retirement. Oh, you're buying more, you're buying less. That's great. Dollar cost averaging. But as you get older, your food, shelter, clothing now starts to come from where? Well, partly from your retirement accounts, doesn't it? What if they said, hey, this month your Social Security check's going to be half. Hey, next month it's double. Hey, the next month after that, the renters aren't going to pay their rent. But after the next month, oh, they'll pay triple. And then the next month, you don't receive it for two months. Could you plan that way? Could you plan to live in a way where your income was so sporadic? Of course not. That doesn't make sense. So you wouldn't do it while you were working. Why would you do it when you're retired? Look, Wall Street has a lot of money, lots of money. Their job is to go after anything that takes their money away. It's just what they do. Right? They own the magazines, they own the newspapers, they own the websites. There's very few fair shots, if you will. <laughs> Why do you think uh, uh, <laughs> the National Democrat Party... Look, there's, there's a reason that Mayor Bloomberg is part of the National Democrat Party. He was a Republican at one time. I don't know if you all knew that. And now he uses his money for what? For the influence of the Democrat Party. That's why he came to Southern California and dumped millions of dollars, guys. Not a few dollars. Millions of dollars. And he did so with a question mark. Because we don't know what the price was. He bought it. What do we have to give him? I don't know. There were 14 elections that were flipped from, Democrat, uh, from Republican to Democrat when they found extra ballots. Yep, surprise, surprise. Yeah, oh, oh this box of ballots, they were found, um, you know, behind the back conference room elevator 
storage room back trunk of car. Sorry. <laughs> like you say, oh, totally makes sense. Isn't there anybody? Uh, listen, Alan Dershowitz and, and I don't agree very often, but I do see him talk. He seems to be someone who's fair minded, right? He can agree that blue is better than green, but he doesn't call it purple. Right. The National Democrat Party uh, is throwing na- the local Democrat Party, the state of California. They change terms. They change conversations. That's what they do. Their job is not to buy Wall Street and expect nothing in return. Their job is not to buy elections in California, specifically Southern California, and not expect something in return. Why is that such a shock? Why do you have to be so angry about it, left? Just go, yeah, of course. Everybody wants something when they buy something. I mean, is that a surprise? $4 million to one one race right in Southern California. It's a lot, you guys. Listen, you're busy because most of you are conservatives. You work. You have a job. You have some dignity. You don't stand out in the middle of the street with a hood on. Right? If those clowns in Antifa were wearing black, uh, sorry, white hoods, Oh, my gosh, you guys would all be excited. But that's okay. They're wearing black hoods. The violence they're committing wearing black hoods, it's okay. But uh, the violence committing white hoods, you guys would say something. Why don't you say something about both? You're covering up your face. You're dishonest. You're violent. You guys, who's going to take care of you? You have to stand up. Right? The problem is, uh, look, I don't, I don't blame them. I don't agree with the way President Trump says stuff and... Sometimes some of the things he says, right? I mean, I don't agree with my wife, and I've been married 27 years. None of you should agree with anybody 100% of the time. But you have to understand, for years, the media's job has been to interpret, to tell you what to think based on their interpretation of 100 words, 200 words, a minute segment, three-minute you know, segment with some pictures. That's it. It's to tell you everything. So they can pick of an entire conversation, whatever they feel is important to you. And we had a level of trust because uh, I was in a a room with Walter Cronkite once and he was talking about his book and he was much, much older and he was very far left, at least at this phase in his life. And when somebody in the room asked him, you know, were you this liberal when you were a journalist? He said, yes. And somebody else said, you know, we would have never guessed. He said, that's why I was a good journalist. This is Walter Cronkite, you guys. He had his opinion. He had his his beliefs, but he was fair-minded. Today, the gloves are off. The fair-mindedness is gone. Well, how do I know that? Because when Wall Street and their, their minions, their writers, write about annuities, they take everything and they wrap it together. They confuse variable annuities, SPIAs, which is a single premium immediate annuity, and fixed in, and fixed index annuities. There's basically four types of annuities out there. And because they want to write a negative article about it, they'll pick the negatives of each of those, and they'll wrap them in one and say, here's what an annuity is. It isn't true, you guys. There are some things that some annuities are good for and some things that others are better for. Right? It's like me to write, I'm going to write an article on automobiles. You go, okay, great. They can't haul anything. And they're so slow. And they hit everything when they, when they go over you know, a curb or, or a speed bump. 
you go, gosh, well, okay, what is he talking about? Well, I can use a pickup truck sometimes when I'm talking about how slow it is. I can use a Ferrari when I talk about how low it is to the ground. I can use a a two-seater smart car when I say it can't haul anything of any sort. And instead of saying, okay, back up, which ones fit that criteria? Which ones fit this criteria? And which ones fit this criteria? There's such a blindness. I know I was one of them. My first four years in this industry, that's pretty much exclusively what we did when it came to retirement accounts was mutual funds, the stock market. But you know what? I was right. I was smart. Because when the market went up, who took credit for it? Who takes credit for it? I think your brokers take credit. They say, oh, look at what I did. Look at what my strategies, look at what our management did. Okay. How about just the entire market went up? When it comes time to compete with the S&P 500, right? They talk about s and We just, just put it in S&P 500 index. That's great. Except over a 15-year period, more than 90% of their accounts, the, the same people that are telling you, well, if you want just predictability, safety, and no fees, just put it in the S&P 500 index fund. Uh, okay, great. Except 90% of them didn't do it because they didn't even beat the S&P 500. of the managed funds did not even beat it. If that is the place to go, why didn't they just put your money there? Oh, wait, is it because it's very low fee so they they don't get a fee? Maybe. Is it because they're not paid incentives or behind the scenes extra commission or or bonuses? Well, it's a low, it's a low cost. Listen, a lot of folks will do this. They'll put it in the low cost quote fund. And then they'll charge a wrap fee, W-R-A-P, or a brokerage fee. When I started, it was 1%. That was the norm. And then it went to one and a quarter, one and a half. Today, some of these folks that hate annuities and they advertise on TV, what? ask them what their fees are. And if they don't just give you a number, if they start explaining, no, 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 back up, back up. What do you charge? Well, our average rate of return, I didn't ask that. You could, your average return can be 2,000% a year. That's great. What do you charge? And they'll say, oh, one and three quarter percent or two. Okay. Well, if it's 2% or one and three quarters percent, then you just do the math. Say, yes, it's worth it or no, it's not. Nobody in their right mind should say you should ever put all of your money one place or one place or another place. Right? You wouldn't have uh, $50 in your savings account and have a house that's paid off. Why would you do that? You can't take a piece of drywall to the grocery store or to the emergency room when you have to see a doctor. Right? You would have emergency savings accounts. You would have money uh, that's in retirement accounts, tax-friendly stuff. Maybe you want a little risk money if you think you don't have enough in case of the market uh, or inflation. Right? That's what your financial professional should be all about. That's why you have a CPA. That's why you have an attorney. Hopefully, you have somebody in there who's sitting around, who's talking to you and saying, hey, listen, my goal is to keep some or part of your money from going backwards, right? I don't want you to be the person who wakes up and says, oh gosh, I was going to retire at the end of the year. Now I can't anymore because look at the market is level or the same or lost money. How about the gentleman that came in earlier uh, a few months back? $430,000, great account. Good money, saved, good for him. 430000 approximately. He said, Eric, if I'm paying $65 a year in fees, 
I said, wow, $65 a year, 438 that's pretty good. What company is it with? And he tells me, I said, mm, it's probably not what you think. When you come into the office, we'll make a, a phone call and we'll check. We have a form we fill out. No commentary, just facts. Math and logic. That's it, simple. All right, we sit down. We fill out the form. They tell us the number. I asked the lady, I said, can you confirm if I do the math correctly? She says, well, I don't have a calculator next to me. I said, I can wait. So you can hear her kind of sigh because she knows it's not going to be good news. <sighs> yes, sir. Hold on just a second. So she goes over, whatever she does, probably turns on her phone or grabs a calculator that's right in front of her, whatever she does. And she does the math. I say, so confirm this uh, for me to make sure that I'm doing this right. So we go through the math. We multiply, we divide, we times, we put it all together. And here, the fees turn out to be, ready for this? It wasn't $65 a year. It was $1,438 a month. A month, $17,000 a year. Now, if at the end, he says, oh my gosh, they make me $50,000, i will give them seventeen. I'm okay with that deal. Right? It's your money. If you say, hey, I'm doing the math and I like it, right? It costs more money to eat at a nice restaurant than a fast food place. Both of them are called a meal. So you're hoping and expecting that you're going to make something more in exchange for it, right? You're hoping and expecting, oh, I'm going to get something in return. I, I, so you just decide, oh, I, I love the service. Okay, well, if you get the service in return and that's what you think it's worth, then go for it. But why is it that Wall Street is trained in fact, almost in a vicious manner to think that anybody who protects their principle is an enemy. Now, I think the reason is this. It's, it's, it's down to the real basic ones, probably because you're taking money out of their pocket, right? Their house payment, $1,438 a month is split up between, I don't know, one, two, six people. It's split up between a few people, but enough to make a difference when $1,400 a month leaves your overall bank account. Well, for some people, that's a house. Certainly, it's at least one car. So be very careful when you sit around and, and expect, quote, unbiased advice. Here's another tip. Whenever they confuse interest rates and dollars, I'll give you a good example. It's kind of like, remember in, in, in junior high school? When they would say, the lowest common denominator, keep the denominators the same. So when you're doing a fraction, it's the number on the bottom. So keep comparing apples to apples. Okay? All right. So if, you're, if we're talking about percentages, then let's just talk percentages. If we're talking about dollars, then let's talk dollars. A good example. Never ask what the fee is. It's just like your car registration. Your car registration is $275, but the licensing fee, oh, that's $175. You're like, uh, both of them? Oh, yeah, they're completely different. One is a tax and one is a fee. So I don't, I don't care really, ma'am, what you call it. It leaves my pocket and goes to yours. So you can call it Bozo the Clown. It doesn't matter to me. It's gone. Leaves my pocket, goes to yours. So consider this for a minute. If you're somebody who has an account, and the account that you have is, is costing you a certain amount of dollars, how much in dollars does it cost per year? And how much did I make per year? Right, dollars 
per year, dollars per year. If you're saying, well, you know, you've put in $300,000 into this account and today it's worth 500000 right? We're using dollars and we're using dollars from the beginning of the time you deposited money to today. So what should you do? Add the fees from the beginning you deposited the account and today and keep them in dollars. And if at the end you said, I spent $20,000 to get two hundred, you go, ah, oh, it's probably a pretty good deal. I'll give you... If you give me $200,000, i will give you twenty. i will take that deal, right? But don't say, oh, the fees are 1.5%, and then there's uh, uh, 12B1 charges. Oh, and then there's also a management fee, and then there's also a, a, a service fee, and then there's a maintenance fee, and then there's an expense ratio that is built into the formula. And, oh, M&E charges, Morgan and, uh, you know, mortality and expense if it's a variable annuity. Oh, oh, it's also going to be uh, income rider or death benefit rider fees. Okay, what am I spending money on? What am I getting in return? Look, if they fight back, you have to ask yourself, what are they hiding? Because nobody in their right mind is going to promise you with any kind of guarantee product. Guarantee it's not going to go backwards. It's going to go up, never backwards. We're going to make money, never lose money. You have to give up something. All right, fine. If you like that, you say, okay, it's worth it or it's not worth it. I never want you to think that you're getting something for nothing because you aren't. You're not going to get it with us. You're not going to get it with anybody. Our job is to protect what you've already made. If you've accumulated wealth, you say, I want to keep this for the next generation or for my uh, long-term care, or I want it to be there in five years as income or 10 years as income, you can do that. You don't have to go backwards. And that's a challenge because a lot of times people think that in order to gain reasonable returns, they have to put money at risk. Let me be clear for a minute. Your definition of reasonable is what's going to matter. Right? We think between 3 and 6% over time, that's what we call reasonable. If you think 10 or 12% is reasonable, then we're not the right place. If you think some years is okay to get zero, some years two, some years nine, some years 10, some years four, right? At the end, the average is three, four, five, six, then great. Don't be, don't be shy of asking, why did you rebalance my portfolio? Ask what that means. What does that mean? So, well, uh, what, we, what we did is, is we took, because the client asked the broker on the phone, big company. Broker sold him a, a variable annuity, Pacific Life. Okay. Client didn't want it. So the broker calls on the phone, you know, in a panic, like, oh my gosh, don't cancel this. My kid's going to college next year. No, he didn't say that part. But he said, he said, okay, look, um, you know, what we do is we're going to rebalance and reallocate your other portfolio so that we can balance. And, and she said, well, what does that mean? I said, let him explain it. He's, he's, he said, what we're doing is we're taking money out of the money market account and we're going to move it over into mutual funds. And the client said, well, isn't that, do I, do I pay fees when it's in the money market account? Well, you know, the, the allocation disparation of the, no, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. Do I pay fees? to you if it's in the money market account. Well, you also don't have the potential of going up and you also don't have the, okay, so you're saying yes. Yes, yes, I do. I pay fee. Okay, just know that. 
the REIT, we're going from no fee to fee so that you could have a potential of a higher return and a potential loss. If you're okay with that, fantastic. I just don't like when it's all sneaky and, and manipulative and big words when they know that you don't understand it. And then they hide behind the press. They hide behind the media. They hide behind, uh, you know, they publish a magazine with the fancy terms as if it's unbiased, except look at all of the sponsors. The ones that make the magazine happy are all risk places, right? I mean, oh, surprise. This is my shock look. Look, it's costing them lots of money when they lose money to the market, right? Remember, every vehicle has a job to do. You wouldn't use a sports car the same way you would a pickup truck. So don't use the features of the sports car to compare it to the pickup truck or vice versa. Don't say, oh my gosh, the Ferrari is, is horrible. The, the Corvette is nasty. Why? Well, it, it just can't carry uh, you know, a, a suitcase and, and, a, and a twin bed. It just can't do it. Like, uh, buddy, that's not the purpose of the sports car. That's the purpose of a pickup truck. Well, yeah, but that can't, it can't drive fast in a quarter mile. Well, I get it, but right. You got to know that there's different jobs for different vehicles. It's the same thing financially. Don't confuse it. When we come back, we're going to continue with your place for news, talk and information. This is the total financial hour. I'm Eric Hallaby on AM 870, the answer, triple eight ninety nine retire That's 888-997-3847. 888-997-3847. If that's not logic and math to you, I can't help you. But if it is, maybe you can give us a call. I'll be right back. On your place for news, talk, and information, this is AM870, The Answer. Learn about financial power, the total financial Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Halby. The total financial hour on AM870, The Answer. Our job is to talk about your financial life, TFS insurance service, uh, TFS financial insurance services. Also sponsors the show. We talk about things that make a difference in your life. Understand that there's two big problems, I think. Uh, Number one is you have to look at how much you've saved, right? Everybody knows that number. And for various reasons, we may have saved a lot or a little, depends on our life. But the rest of it is what's happened in both Sacramento and in Washington. Because they're going, they have spent money that they need to pay back. And they've made promises they should have never made. I think it's the problem. You see, we used to have, uh, you know, business people and ranchers and, and, uh, uh, wealthy people, for lack of a better word, that were in political office. And you might say, oh, those fat cats and this. Okay, I get it. There's always reasons and problems that came with it. But when you took academics, when you took somebody who's never made a paycheck, uh, written a paycheck out for somebody else, right? As we say, sign the front of the check. They don't understand math. They don't understand business. They just know promises. I want my guarantee 3% cost of living increase. You don't understand I need 40-hour work week, right? Because they're thinking of everything as an employee, not as the person who's writing the check. And then they're surprised when people automate or when you go to fast food restaurants and now there's machines taking your orders. Do you realize there are now restaurants that have machines flipping your hamburger? They have bars that have machines that make your drinks. We've seen them, right? And all you have is one or two employees that just make sure you paid 
As you swipe your card, it goes up, makes change, smiles. It's incredible. It's probably taken out, I don't know, whatever percentage if you go to any restaurant. But I bet 60, 70, 80% of the employees that are no longer there because of automation. Oh, that's always happened. Wagon wheels are no longer around. I get it. Okay, wagon wheels. But do you have to accelerate the, the situation before people are retrained to do something else? Right? If you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you've been making wagon wheels and they say, poof, instantly overnight within, I'd say overnight within three years, two, three years, four years. Suddenly, overnight, we no longer need wagon wheels. And now we have to make engines. What happens to that person's expertise? Things start to change, don't they? He or she starts to say, well, you know, now in my life, financially speaking, I have issues that I can't make my bills. And now they become a ward of the state on government assistance. So your family's finances have to be built into the fact that you're going to be figuring it out And sometimes you don't have time. How's this? 42 years and 11 years. Remember those two time frames. 42 years and 11 years. It took 42 years for the student loan debt in the United States of America to hit $500 million. 42 years to hit $500 million. It took another 11 years to add $1 trillion to that. In other words, to triple. $500 million to $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And it took 11 years to do that. From 500 to one point. Why do I want that to sit, in, sit with you for a minute? Because you understand somebody's going to have to pay these back. Because these kids, young people, 20s, 30s, 40s, and some older, I'll get to that in a minute, are just, eh. I'm not going to pay it. It's now a social uh, statement, stomping their foot. You know, I I got a a degree, as as Dennis would say, in gender studies. What am I going to do with that? Teach gender studies. That's all you're going to do. Women's uh, influence in the 13th century to the 15th century in Eastern Africa using Northern European influence. Okay, well, I guess if you're writing a book on it or you're going to teach the same subject. But how about, oh, welding? (laughs) <laughs> you know, what is the one job? You know, we used to say doctors, but now they have doctors on those little machines like a FaceTime. And nurses will carry a machine in there. And everything, wherever the doctor is situated in the world, all of your vitals are transmitted to her. And you see her on a little screen. And the nurse is there. And the nurse, you know, attaches and detaches things. And the doctor gives recommendations. Guides the nurse, do this, do this. Okay, it looks good. Let's, let's add this uh, medication or do this test. But I can't put my car anywhere, can I? I can't take my, my water heater and put that on a, on a plane to China or the Philippines or India. Right? You can't. Why? Very simply, because those jobs, can, I don't think, can ever be exported. They might be able to make the water heater over there, but to fix it and put it in, that's still, that's still a $100,000 a year job plus, if you know what you're doing. So if the goal is to build a society of a bunch of people who walk around with their noses in the air and they're all elites and academics, I think you're not going to have a society that functions very well because you have the really, really poor and then you have the middle that say, I'm out of here. And they go to another state. Right? We lost all state. I think I covered that on this show. 
Allstate Insurance left California. And here was the, here was the greatest dishonesty. This was just this week. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Why do I say it was such dishonesty? Because remember how I said the common denominator? Maybe some of the elite in the media don't even know that they're doing it, right? They say uh, uh, CKE, which is Carl Karcher Enterprises. CKE, which is Hardy's and Carl's Jr. restaurants. Okay, very, very big restaurant chain, huge. And they say, uh, live, uh, coming up next, uh, CKE is leaving Anaheim. Oh, huh. Moving their headquarters after a long time, they're leaving Anaheim. And and so you're thinking, oh, they must be going to Brea or, or maybe over to, oh, I don't know, Carlsbad or oh, it's got to be San Bernardino, right? Because they're using the common denominator of a city. And instead they say it's leaving uh, and it's going to uh, Franklin, Tennessee. And they kind of say that real quick. Literally, you guys, it's the last 10 seconds of the whole broadcast where they interview. We love Anaheim. It's been great. For business reasons, we have to leave. You know, it's the Times. Uh, and, and nobody wants to upset everybody as they, as they shut the door on their, on their way out. Right? So the, the spokespeople for CKE are respectful and decent. Nothing wrong with that. But the bottom line in the, the little undercover thing that I... That when I say that they're they're doing things that are just a little bit on the sneaky side, it's kind of like being a little pregnant, so maybe just the sneaky side, is that instead of saying, oh, by the way, they're leaving Anaheim, they should say they're leaving California because they're leaving California to go to Tennessee, unless you say Anaheim to Franklin, and nobody knows what the heck Franklin is, right? There's a million Franklins in the country. But when you say it's leaving California, that suddenly puts the Democrats on, on uh, you know, defensive. No, no, we're a great state. Look, we have Facebook. These kids are making 200000 a year. Oh, we have, you know, Google, 28 years old. We, we give them a job making 100000 and a skateboard, and they can play ping pong, and they have snacks everywhere. And so, yes, no, no, no. We're, you know, when they need inspiration, they get to go play basketball because, you know, it's about inspiration. So it's an extension of their childhood they're not wearing a suit and tie and going to work. They're not wearing a, a uniform and getting underneath a house and, and uh, have a, box, a bag of tools that are uh, repairing something or building something. Nothing wrong with it. I think those are great jobs. But that's not what we should be leaning towards. Because who's going to pay these student loans? 145 million people. $10,000 for each person. That's how much student loan debt. Here's what they're doing. In the last eight years, it's, it's students are taking on existing. There are existing students taking on more debt over the last eight years. So in other words, you don't have a lot of new people taking on debt as much as existing students or people that were previous students taking on new debt. In other words, you earned a bachelor's four years ago. You've been in the workforce. Now it's time to go back and get a master's. You've had a master's for six years. Now it's time to go back and get a PhD. It's those people that are, that are adding a lot over the last eight years. Now, if that's the case, you have to ask yourself, I hope it's worth it, right? Is it working? Go back to just math and logic. I put in how much and it increases my pay by how much? Yes, it's worth it. No, it isn't. A friend of mine, I don't know how truthful it is, but a friend of mine said, listen, my son was going to be a dentist. We looked at the math and it didn't work out. 
because it would have taken him so long and he was a little bit older. He was in his mid-20s by the time it would all work out. She said, oh, so I just had him, uh, he, he just decided after doing the math that he wanted to be a firefighter and a paramedic. So when he did the math, he said a dentist, because financially that was the only avenue, was to borrow money. So instead, he's saying, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and be a firefighter and a paramedic. So that's the path he went. Okay, that's $120,000 a year. Right? Or, or, or whatever. It's, it's huge. Maybe more. With zero student loan debt. So we have to come to grips. Where are the dollars going? Why in the last 11 years have we added $1 trillion to the already $500 million that took 42 years to make? Now, I think this is what's going to happen. This is just my, you know, uh, educated guess, you know, based on the LA Unified Public High School Foundation. All right. So, so this is just me standing in the corner with a little calculator. All right. Here's what I think. I think in the state of California, the only way to fix the pension crisis is going to be to tax property, just like they did cars. Right? They did car registration. Oh, there's a registration fee or a licensing fee, car registration. In your mind, they, they're the same. Nope, they're not. I think property tax, oh yeah, Prop 13. Oh yeah, that's no problem. Oh yeah. But now we're going to add this other thing and they're going to call it something. Instead of fixing the faucet, fixing the leak on the other side, they're just going to pump more into the backside. Because you can take your retirement account and your pension, you can leave. You can take your, uh, your paycheck your job, your company, and leave. And people are doing it. Record numbers. Especially after this last election. But what you can't do is take up your business, your property, right? The, the, the business building or the house. Try to sell that house and there's an extra tax if you sell it and you leave California. Right? Pretty exciting. So because of that, I think they're laying the foundation to tax seniors and others on their property. That's the only way to spread it out far enough. And you have to upset everybody just to get, you know, a little, see, oh no, we're, we're spreading it out, rich and poor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you tell me a, a rich guy can afford a $1,000 a month property tax increase more than a young couple or, or senior citizen on a fixed income that can afford a $100 a month property tax increase. Just the way it goes, right? When you tax cigarettes and gas, etc., who pays the price? It's the poor. It's the lower income. It's not the wealthy. They're not going to go without. So remember, if you're trying to, to do this correctly, you have to fix the other side of the problem. Here's what they're working on doing. Giving an app. Right. Here's part of the solution. Listen, I'll give it to Betsy DeVos. I think she's doing a great job. Uh, I think she has a lot of headwind. A lot of people are pushing back. But you guys, financially speaking, if you're going to retire and you're going to try to have a guaranteed source of income and a monthly paycheck, you have to be careful because I think if you're going to stay in California, you're going to have California increase in taxes to fix the pension system. Just, just a math problem. Number two is, how are we going to fix the student loan debt? Are you going to tell me that a person who committed 10, 12, 15 years of their life to go to medical school, dentist, surgeon, whatever, and that person is going to have to, what, get paid more money? Have a greater financial hit in their life? Maybe. Maybe that's the answer. 
because the welder, the plumber, who's the who's the smart guy by default in some cases, right? Oh, I would have gone to college. I just couldn't afford it. So I picked up a trade. Son of a gun, I'm good at it. And look at I've got a business now. I think the way to create wealth, guys, is to go to every man, woman, and child in, in school and start teaching them entrepreneurship and business. Teach them how to run a business, small business, big, medium, whatever. Because if you do that, then whatever their field is, if they're a doctor, they can own a clinic. If they're a plumber, they'll own a plumbing company. If they're a software engineer, they'll own a software company. But teach them so that they can learn how to employ other people. You see, that's one of the greatest honors that I have. A lot of folks will say things, oh, you know, how much, whatever. No, to me, it's about how many people I can employ. We provide jobs. There are people that will go to college. There are young people who will have shoes. There are, there are kids and families that will have a great Christmas because of our company and because of you, our clients. So to me, that's the first honor. And I think if we, if we instill that into people, that it's the greatest thing in the world is to give others a job and a chance. That's what it is. And then from there, decide. You know, one plus one is two. I don't care if I feel like it's 17, if I really want it to be 12. You've heard me say that. Hold a sign and protest. Wear a black hood and, and curse the daylights out of somebody. Oh, yeah. And one plus one is still two. So come back to the foundation. If you're somebody who's retired and you have retirement income and you're not happy with the fees that you're paying or you think you're not getting what you thought you bought, right? because never ask the fees, the total cost. What is my total cost to own this? Because in many cases, that's a different number. Remember, I'm okay if, listen, you're going to spend more money on an Italian sports car than you are in a, uh, American-made two-seater smart car. You, you just are, right? But you're getting something for it. Faster, nicer, cleaner, whatever you want. You're just getting something more for it. And and when you look at the math and you walk into the showroom and you have a choice between two, you say, I know what I'm receiving. By giving this, I receive this. Got it. My problem is it's all mixed up with big, fancy words. And Wall Street has its minions out there. It's little... It's a little group of, uh, you know, writers and uh, reporters and, and uh, magazines and, and their job is to cover. They go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, your shoes don't match or your, your socks are too, too bright for your shirt. Okay. Really? Really? How about you just go back to the beginning and say, what am I paying and what am I receiving? Am I aware of it? And I'm okay. Am I okay with it? Then the rest of it is just schoolyard kind of bulliness, Right. I don't think it's anything more than that because you don't have to like the color of my carpet in my office. You don't have to like the commercial that, that, uh, you know, XYZ financial has on TV. You don't have to like that. Who cares? It's not your job. You're not, you're not the science, uh, editor to tell me, you know, the, the mathematics or no, no. How much did I put in? How much do I receive? All right. That's important, folks, because as we continue, I'm going to give you the phone number one more time. 888-99-RETIRE. Here's why that works. Because all week long, it comes into our office, 888-997-3847. You need to know this because uh, if you have a question or you want to talk, you can always do that. Sometimes folks send us an email as well, uh, and you can do that as well. Uh, Okay. As I finish up this hour of the program, I want to give you one more thing. Remember that when you are working through a process of building and expanding your financial life, 
that things change. When you're young, your food, shelter, clothing comes from your paycheck. And your vision is very short term, right? I'm working today. What are you doing tonight? I get paid every two weeks. What are you doing this weekend? When you're young, everything is, seems to be in a short time, especially financially speaking. Right? They, they want to buy a car. What does it cost me per month? What is my rent per month? They don't understand interest rates or, or uh, certainly they don't understand long-term planning and 30 years from now, 20 years from now. That's not normal in a young person. But as we get older, our vision, our ability, our desire to push things out and to understand project-based income. Right? If I do this, it's going to give me this five years from now, 10 years from now. I think because when you're 25 and you think, oh, 10 years from now, you think backwards. You go, oh, 10 years ago, I was a, a, a little kid running around a schoolyard, right? I was a high school kid and 15 years old. That's nothing. You don't, you don't look at it as anything uh, important in your life because you were just a high school kid. But 10 years from now at 25, you're going to be 35. You understand? So the, the frame of reference. But if you're 55 years old, you can remember back to 45 pretty comfortably. And you were still an adult and things were still happening. Maybe you lived in the same house. You might even have a lot of the same clothes running around, right? So, so you're going to have stuff that's very similar in your life. So thinking ahead 10 years when you're 50, 55, 60 is very short term. So consider this. If truth and clarity is what's important to you, then don't let somebody else convince you that you should take the risk that a 25 or a 35-year-old should take just because it benefits them. Right? When you were earning some of this money, was your broker running around chasing kids on, on the elementary school playground? Maybe. Right? Just do the math. Your broker's 35. Uh, you know, you're 65. Go back. When you were working, you were 30 years. Oh, gosh, he was five years old. Right? I mean, it's, not a, it's just math. So why, with the money that you've created, do you think it's important for them to still have a piece of what you've created, what you have? It's already done. It's yours. It's in your pocket. You know, I use this example, and it, it was funny because it really bothered somebody uh, recently, and he didn't, uh, he didn't have an answer for it. In other words, I said, oh, okay, so is it incorrect, or is the, is the analogy not right? What, what am I missing? He said, no, but it just seems like, and then just, you know, whatever, your shoes don't match. Okay, whatever. Here's what I mean. You bought a house, you're the one making the payment. You bought it 15 years ago for $400,000. It's a great house. Good job. Today, 15 years later, the house that you purchased is worth a million dollars. Great job. Do you get a knock on the door? Hi, yes. I, uh, I sold you your house. I'm from the XYZ Realty. Uh, pay me a fee. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Uh, do you remember me? Yeah, yeah, I remember you. Well, I sold you the house. Pay me a fee. You've made $600,000 in equity. But I, I'm the one that worked every month for the payment. Oh, I know, I know. But I sold you the house. I should get paid 15 years later. You're like, but that, right? Do you understand? Why does that make sense? Now, analogies or metaphors, they're not designed to be exact. Otherwise, you would just say, this is the exact story. But I want it to hit you a little bit so that you can think, am I paying for something? You've paid off your Ford pickup truck. You've paid off 
your Mercedes. It's over. You paid it off. Why are you still sending a check to Germany or to Detroit? You shouldn't be, right? You're like, oh, I bought the car. It's mine. Why am I still paying it? I think you have to have a, a foundation in your life to go through and say, you know, part of what your life is is being, I don't know what the right word is, I think trying to say, how do I create my own financial success? How do I rely on people? How do I build a couple of things in my financial life that allows me to continue the dreams, the legacy, the stuff that matters, the things that are important? I don't know. But I do know that it's not going to include laying down a foundation of making sure everybody else is wealthy. Right? When you're working, you sacrifice. That's why you saved. Or your husband or your wife did and you, you received the money. When you're working, your job is to make sure others are taken care of. Family, friends, your boss, your employees, your kids, your dog. Right? That's part of it. Now when you're getting closer to retirement or in retirement, the job is for your money to help take care of you. It's to provide for your food, shelter, clothing. We can't afford the big ups and downs. That's the point. I just want you to know, how do I creep, uh, keep uh, crazy stuff from happening up, down, and sideways? How do I keep myself from losing money when the market drops? That's the key. All right. Thanks for staying with me, guys. You can always get a hold of us on 888-99-RETIRE. Uh, part of what I think is important is you look at uh, conversations. You can go back, listen to some of the stuff that we have. Come on into the office. We don't charge a fee. That's not how we work. If we can help you, we get paid by the companies. They pay us from their profits. Simple enough, right? If we get paid, it's from their profits. It's not from you. You put in 100000 tomorrow it's 100 Just know that. There's different ways. Nobody works for free, but it doesn't come out of your pocket. All right. Thanks, guys, for being with me. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. TFS Financial Insurance Services also sponsors the program on 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Thanks for being with me. Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.